Good evening, everybody. Uneducated Economist here. So lumber had a huge drop today, like a 90 per thousand in the lumber future price that over the course of like a couple of hours as I was watching it. And I have never seen lumber move that much inside of a single day, let alone like over the course of a year. That would be like an extreme move. So now we're seeing it over the course of just a couple of hours and the volatility is just off the charts. But the prices are coming down. And I have a feeling that we're going to see this continue into the future. I'm going to leave a link down in the description for you guys to an article that is also saying something very similar to that. And if you look in that article, you're going to find the key component to this, all, to this whole thing. And that is the inventory levels have been reestablished. And that's what, I forget exactly how they worded it, but that's what I'm saying. Is that, yes, there is pockets of depletion in certain areas, but the level, the, 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 the inventory levels are starting to rise. And you're starting to see that continual flow of material coming in where you don't have that, like, you know, clunky, you know, hit and miss kind of inventory coming in. It's being more consistent. Now, yes, it is difficult and yes, it is expensive, but it's starting to happen. And that's the important part of it. The shortage is over because if you think about it, if there is a shortage and there is a demand, this demand at any price to in order to do my project will cause prices to go just about to the moon like they have. However, when the inventory comes back and there's plenty of inventory out there, the prices can drop as almost as fast as they have risen as the continual flow of production continues to build up. And if the buildup continues to happen, then you start having people who are willing to sell at cheaper and cheaper prices. Now, this is going to start occurring. What's going to happen at the retail end? Because that's really what the question that everybody has is like, when am I going to be able to pick up my two by fours for a more reasonable price at the lumber yard? That is a very difficult question to answer because it really depends on the lumber yard and the region that you're in as far as the country goes. Because it's going to depend on how quickly of an inventory rotation that lumber yard is on. As prices move up, you lumber yards generally adjust their prices to replacement cost of the lumber. So they'll call up, they'll get their new pricing, they'll adjust their, their prices to the new, to the new uh, replacement cost of the lumber. Every lumberyard does that. And you're staying competitive with the rest. So you can't just like, you know, like some lumberyards may not do it. They're like, well, we're going to hold off. We had a good deal on it. We raised our prices last week. We're going to hold off this week. And they'll sell their two-by-fours cheaper than the, than the lumberyard down the road. But then the week after that, they have to adjust their prices back up because they replenish their inventory that they sold. So it's kind of like this hopscotching along that a lot of these lumber yards do. But they'll also try and just stay within reason of them. You know, they'll check their prices and say, okay, well, we're within, you know, reason on that. And we'll just keep our prices the way they are. Or, hey, you know, that lumber yard down the road, they have a much better price on it. And we're a little bit higher than that. We may need to adjust them down. That takes place as the, you know, future prices are running up. It's just competition. It's just the way it goes. However, on the way back down, when these lumber prices, the lumber futures drop, the lumber yards can't adjust them as quickly as they did on the way up. See, it's easy to just, you know, mark your stuff up. But on the way back down, you can't just mark your stuff down because you have a cost that's involved and you can't go below that cost. So once you reach a certain margin, according to your cost, you're stuck there. And even if the lumber futures continue to go down, 
The lumber prices at the retail land over at the lumberyard may stay elevated for a while as that inventory has to work through in order to buy the new inventory. So this is the question. When is it going to take place? That is really going to depend on how much demand there is going into the summer. If there is a lot of construction, if they are going through a lot of the material, then the prices are probably going to drop fairly quickly. They're probably going to follow right, you know, right behind the futures. But if there is any kind of slowdown, if there is anything that's happening that's keeping the lumber from rotating through the lumber yard, then we could be sitting on high prices at the retail end, even though we see the future prices drop dramatically. And I know we're going to stay on high prices as far as plywood goes for probably much of the foreseeable future. You know, it's not going to follow lumber the same way. Plywood prices are in a critical shortage still. The MDI shortage that is used to make OSB is still causing issues with the production of OSB. And if the production of OSB is down, the shift over to plywood grows exponentially, essentially. So for every sheet of OSB that's not manufactured, that's that much more plywood taken off of the, off of the market. So the price of plywood... And OSB is going through the roof right now. It is very difficult to source out subfloor. This is going to make it difficult to build homes. Because if you do not have the subfloor, you cannot stand up the next story walls. You got to go flooring, subfloor, walls, flooring, subfloor, walls. It's just the way it's just the way the homes are built. Like if it's sheathing that you you're you can't find. Well, if you can find the studs and not the sheathing, you can at least construct the building. You can at least put the skeleton up and you can come back and sheet it later. It's not as easy, but you can do it. But if you don't have the subfloor, if you don't have that plywood to do that part of it, you're not constructing. You're, you're done. You're dead in the water at that point. So this is a very critical component to, to the new home construction, and it's not coming in. right? It's a very difficult thing to source out, and it's going to continue to be a difficult thing to source out as we go into the summer. So I think about that. What if this is such an issue, the subfloor, that it causes the construction to slow down with less purchases of lumber, meaning that the retail end of things don't drop as quickly because the lumber yards can't rotate through that lumber as fast. That could very well happen. Anyway... Just wanted to give you guys that bit of an update. I um, I tried to do this video earlier and I kind of screwed it up. So I had already opened up my mail call for you guys. But I thought I would show it to you anyway. Um, so this is from uh, UFO Engines. And UFO Engines really wants me to run for president. He writes it right on the on the side here. It says UE for president 2036. And, uh, you know, you guys, I really appreciate this stuff, guys. Because, you know... When I, I, I've said it a million times. When I started this channel, I never expected it to go anywhere. I never expected, like, to ever have, like, fan mail and stuff like that coming in. I mean, it, it seems like it's not real sometimes. And, you know, you guys changed my life. I, I, I just don't know what else to say, man. I Anyway, um, UFO Engines writes this. Howdy, UE thought if you ever decided to run for Congress, the Senate, or the U.S. Presidency, one of these books might be helpful, UFO Engines. Now, UFO Engines, he knows that I have a reading disability, 
And so he was very kind enough to send me a few audiobooks. And I'm looking forward to uh, to listening to some of these audiobooks. This one is uh, Stuart Woods, Beverly Hills Dead. And then I'm not sure what this one is. I tried to read it on there, but it says Gim- Gimenez. Gimenez. But it's, um, you know, one of the chapters in this one is um, your seven-figure salary. So, yeah, I look forward to listening to that one as well. So, thank you very much, UFO Engines. He also sent me a couple of books here that, um, you know, with my reading disability, I have very difficult times trying to, to read books or at least sit down and just kind of plow through the pages of a book. I envy the people who do that. Like, I always thought to myself man I wish someday that I could just like plow through books like like those like those other people do um to me it seems like just overwhelming task to try and read a book and I read articles awesome I can read like you know maybe about 10-15 minutes and then I'm done like I have to put it down and go do something else for a while and then I can come back and, and start reading again so I really appreciate it when you guys send me these books I saved every single one of them and I do really want to read them at some point in my life but anyway as for as for now I'm still trying you know I still try to you know pick up a book every once in a while and start reading through it but I just I just can't do it I don't know what it is with me I just can't but this one Career in real estate, and then, which I think is a good one, because look how thin that one is. I should be able to blast right through that book. Now, Bernie Sanders, Political Revolution. I am not much into politics, so this one would be a very difficult book for me to try and get into and read, just because of the simple fact that I just despise politics altogether. George Bush, Decision Points. Let's see here. What is this one? Vandals. It's getting dark out here. I can't read this. The Vandals Crown. Well, that sounds interesting. What does he have written here? I forget. Oh, uh, great fun. Great fun story. The book smells sort of funny. So the wrap. <laughs> so he wrapped it up. Thank you very much, UFO Engines. And what do we have down here? An economics book, it looks like. Keeping the Republic. That's interesting. Well, thank you very much, UFO Engines. I really appreciate that. I certainly really appreciate the audiobooks. That might be something I can actually try and get into and listen listen to and uh, and get the information out of those. People suggested audiobooks quite a few times to me. And I did um, start a Jim Rickards um you know, uh, currency wars or something like that. I tried listening to that one and I got through a few chapters of it, but I found that as I was listening to, to the book, I might, I would start daydreaming about something else and kind of quit listening to the book. So I don't know. Um, I had to go back and play it a few times. And so maybe I got to give that a shot again, but yeah, I found like, cause people were like, no, you can just listen to the book and go about doing your, you know, going about doing other things. And yeah, I did that. So, but I found like, yeah, my, I quit listening to the book and was kind of just daydreaming about my own thoughts. Um, somebody else also sent me another book here. Um, let me see. I never read the letter. So let me see if I can get this. It's kind of dark out here. Hi, uneducated economist. I love your videos. Keep up the good work. I too had a 
period of self-education about economics, really the only thing I have studied seriously as an adult. Anyway, what I learned I put into, or I put in this book in the chapter about investing. Thought you might find some of it interesting and maybe useful. Best be well, Robbie. All right, man. Well, thank you, Robbie, for sending me your book, Robbie Porter, Concrete and Culture. Thank you so much, sir. I really appreciate that. I will read the uh, the chapter on investing. All right. Uneducated economist. Sorry about the dark lighting. I didn't realize it was going to get that way. All right. Uneducated economist. You let me know.